Hey guys, what is up? Mel Williams here. I hope you guys have been having a wonderful day. Today has been a great and productive day. And I want to congratulate you for tuning into today's episode and making an investment in yourself, in your self-healing journey. So for today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about really a concept and an idea that I just had kind of popped into my head today and I kind of worked through it a little bit earlier today but I wanted to share it with you guys and that thought is that we are not traditional and what I mean by that is that a lot of us we kind of have this is kind of talking about dating more so but and it's also something that I'm working on but it pretty much is saying that we are not traditional so from a traditional standpoint in the dating world a lot of men and women we have these ideals of what it was like to be in traditional relationships and traditionally I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers here but traditionally the man had certain roles that he played and the woman had certain roles that she played in the relationship and it really got me thinking earlier today how I kind of feel that traditionally those traditions those morals those ideals they really don't apply to our community because we honestly if we just go in reverse like rewinding in reverse so there was the enslavement of the black people and of course we weren't allowed to have the freedom to do the things that we would want to do we really didn't have the option of you know being a traditional family or any of that um Pretty much black men and women were forced to work. They were forced to do anything that their enslavers basically wanted them to do. And that did not involve pretty much having the freedom to really be a traditional family unit because their lives were not their own. They were pretty much considered as property. Now, after the supposed end of slavery um of course there was kind of like an assimilation where the black men and the black women tried to follow social norms and of course establish you know a family unit where the man would be the man go out provide and work and the woman would be the woman stay at home take care of the family raising the family but again that is not something that was traditionally i would say so to speak done all of the time at least not the way that it is done here then I wanted to reverse a little bit and go back a little bit further before even the enslavement of um, black people. And I do want to kind of reenter it again that like during the enslavement of black people, the black man was not allowed to be a provider and protector of his family or of his wife. And the black woman was not allowed to be a mother pretty much because her children oftentimes were sold and separated from her. So she wasn't allowed to be really a caregiver and a mother and a home raiser for her own home. She was forced to do it for other people, but just wanted to kind of iterate that point. And then kind of going back further, when you look at where we were all life originated from in Africa, what life was like then, traditionally, so to speak, um, black men and black women, they were both rulers. They were both considered leaders and renowned and revered and respected. They were both respected and seen as gods. And even the women were war heroes. So they were out fighting and leading their people. They were queens and conquerors and all of that. So if you really take the time to like even study beyond the enslavement of black people, you'll see that traditionally, again, I'm doing quotations with my fingers, um, traditionally, 
what we kind of define as black men and black women being in certain roles, it was very different even before the enslavement of black people. So it really takes, and I really encourage you guys to really take a deeper look into history, take a deeper look into even the history before enslavement to really learn the context and what things were going on. And I'm not claiming to be an expert. I'm sure there's a lot that I still have to learn that I don't know, but just sharing that with you guys. So kind of bringing it back full circle to present day, when we're in relationships, the black man and the black woman, and we're looking at each other and some of us are going, well, I want a traditional relationship where the man is the provider and he takes care of all of my needs and my lifestyle. And I just want to be a wife that stays at home and vice versa, where a man is saying, I want a wife that just stays at home and I'll be the traditional man um, if he's able to, because in today's society, it is probably going to take more than just one person's income to sustain a household, let alone having a household with kids. So there's that. Um, oftentimes, it's not going to be just one person's income that's enough to provide and support for, even if it's just you and your spouse. It's going to take more than just one income, so to speak, most times. Um, but pretty much when it comes to this whole idea of being traditional in relationships, I kind of just started to think that do we really you know, have that to fall back on? Can we as a black community really say that those gender roles were really something that was, I guess, our own, so to speak? Or was it more of us kind of assimilating into the culture of a society where we were, you know, kidnapped and taken and brought over and this is the way things were. So we kind of just found ourselves assimilating and trying to, you know, tap into what was already there. And then adding another layer to that is that during the enslavement of black people, the black woman wasn't treated as a woman whatsoever. She was basically treated like a man. She was expected to work as hard as a man. She dressed like a man. She was basically treated like a man. And between the black man and the black woman, there was no distinction between gender because they were seen as property. They were treated as animals. So when it really comes to them now trying to assimilate and kind of break down, well, you're a woman and I'm a man and this is the role that we're supposed to play in society. Can we really like just pretend and erase all of that centuries of psychological damage and, you know, mistreatment and being treated as property? Can we really just erase that and expect, you know, for example, the black woman to just be like, okay, I'm a woman now and I didn't have these generations of women before me you know, teaching me or or these even not, not necessarily the generation, but even just like this cycle of trauma or feeling unsafe and unprotected and feeling like property, I, to have her pretend that she didn't have that conditioning her because her parents are going to condition her. Especially imagine again, like slaves are just being freed and they're having kids and they're still in a society that's very racist and that's, you know, looking at them to do them harm and with hate. And so growing up in such a society, you still have that going on. And it's like, can we really erase that? Can we really erase that from our psychological, um, even today? We're still experiencing and dealing with instances where people are experiencing racism. So it's not something that we can just flip a switch and erase. And I feel that we have yet to really address it even within our own community. So just kind of wanted to provide that food for thought. I hope that what I was sharing, that it didn't sound too much like rambling and that you guys can kind of maybe string along what I was trying to say.
to um, get the point across. But basically, to kind of sum everything up, I really am starting to think, like, can we really say, you know, that we want to have traditional values? And if we say that, are those values even our own? Because I don't think that we, again, if you even go back to a period before enslavement of Black people, you will see that traditionally things look very different than what we're striving for now. And there was, I would say, at least to my knowledge, a respect between the Black man and the Black woman. So some food for thought, things to consider. I think that's all I really have to share. And of course, I'll flesh it out a little bit more with what I'm working on. But just some food for thought for you guys to consider. With that being said, um, as far as it relates to your self-healing journey, definitely understanding your history that's, I believe, really tied to our sense of identity. So it's very important for us to make time to educate ourselves on our history, not just on, you know, the enslavement period of Black people, but also on the time before that. We need to be learning about our identity and history before that. And I would say maybe falling back more on that and trying to regain the pieces that we can because we know that it was intentionally by design that as much of our history would be erased so that they could recreate a um, whole new persona and pretty much people that didn't have an identity so they could kind of hijack that. But we are in a different time now and we definitely have a lot more resources to pick up and learn what we can. So I would encourage you guys on your self-healing journey, that's part of it I believe, is to learn our history and to learn more about where you come from and who you are. With that being said, I would like to encourage you guys, let you know well, before we get to that, I do want to encourage you guys, if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, please do so because I'm planning on showing up more, at least weekly, if not twice a week. We are going to be doing more talks about Black History 101, so we'll, the love, Black History Love 101. So if you're interested in learning more about the history, that's definitely a time to tune in and you can ask more questions. I want to do more discussions on things like attachment styles like we talked about. Let me see what I have here. So more discussions on black history, more discussions on attachment styles, more discussions on black love in general, discussions on communications and learning productive communication styles, and also just the overall importance of self-healing when it comes to yourself and when it comes to any future romantic relationships or current ones if you're in them, how to really sustain genuine love and to stop the cycle of ending in you know toxic love or breakups and all of that I really want to help more of us help stop the cycle from repeating when it comes to toxic things that we don't need in our lives okay so with that being said I will encourage you guys oh one more thing so for the ladies I don't know if I said this on the last podcast episode but for the ladies there is a let's get sexy giveaway contest you can visit my website right now www.healingissexylife.com and click on the books tab and under that you'll see hers because that's the only one that's available for right now fellas yours is coming soon but click on the hers tab under the books and you'll see where you can read excuse me, you'll see where you can read an excerpt of um, the book. You have to join the Facebook group for that. There's also a tab for you to join the Facebook group, but make sure you check that out. You can win some great prizes. Again, I'm trying to keep it fun, have fun in the group, so definitely make sure you join the group. Check that out, 
And finally, with that being said, I just want to encourage you guys on your self-healing journey. Healing, it is a process and it is a journey, but it is definitely worth it. And you guys can do it. Tap into the resources so that we can, you know, be accountable to one another, have accountability partners. I think about, you know, the group and what I'm doing, and that does help me stay focused with what I'm doing on my own journey. So yeah, with that being said, I'm rooting for you. You've got this. And I will see you guys in another podcast episode. Have a good evening.